0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum.
1: Morning Breath starts... Now. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, the drive-time devotional. Yeah, that. Easy for you to say. Live drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Too many Ives in there. Anyway, we are glad you're here. It is uh, Wednesday... April 15th, and uh, we're going to get into a chapter of the Bible in a minute because that's what we do on Morning Breath. We read a chapter, spend some time in that chapter with the Lord, and then we come down to our studio here at the Merritt Island campus, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. And so we're going to do that in just a little bit. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook who is my friend and glad you're here, brother.
2: How's it going? I'm glad to be here, Pastor Dan. It's going well. We're redeeming April 15th.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are redeeming it. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about
2: that. Getting the word on April 15th. Yeah, so we're glad you guys are joining us for Morning Breath, and uh, we want you to know where we're going, where we're going to be. Like today, we're going to be in Acts chapter 11. How could you know that? You need the Morning Breath guide. Yep. Uh, Download our app, the East Coast app. Uh, Get to our website, eccc.us. Those are two resources where you can both find the Morning Breath guide, as well as listen to podcasts of the show. You can see all kinds of things that are happening at our church now more than ever. Be online, and and all our services are online, everything that's happening is online. And uh, if for some reason you need to email, have a copy emailed to you of the Morning Breath Guide, we can do that if you call us at 452-1060 and we'll be able to shoot you a digital copy that way.
1: That'd be great. There's not a bunch else going on right now. No. Uh, So do get online. Uh, That's the way to connect right now. Make sure you're calling your family and friends and Doing Facetime, and we've got some Zoom small groups that are going on. Yep. Our freedom groups have continued and endured, even though the, there's been a few hiccups in how we're doing them. Yeah, uh, there's a way. If you, uh, our food pantry's still open. If you need food, stop by there Tuesdays and Thursdays, nine to eleven. Uh, the numbers have been going up on how many people come, and uh, we're still still able to get you know enough food to do it right now. Amen. And so, uh, thank God for that. We're going to continue to to work in that direction. Lots going on. If you want to reach out to the community, we've been feeding nurses and feeding, uh, you know, first responders and grocery workers and all sorts of things like that as well. And just trying to, trying to be a blessing in our community.
2: The kingdom of God is not on its heels.
1: No, it's not. I mean, we've done blood drive. We've got a food, two different semi food drops coming up. We're just, uh, running forward and, and, you know, Jesus knew this was coming, and he had a plan, and we're just trying to enact that plan as we go. So,
2: Continue to take territory.
1: That's right. So, uh, why don't we get into the chapter? I'm going to read New King James. I believe you are, too. Of course. We've got a
2: medium chapter, 30, 30 verses. So, I'll read 15, you read 15, and we'll call it a day. That sounds like a plan, so I'll get you started, Pastor Dan. I say unto you, read, sir.
1: Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, you went in to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter explained it to them in order from the beginning saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance, I saw a vision, an object descending like a, vi- like a, like a vision. I'll get this right. "'Saw it like a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came to me. "'When I observed it intently and considered, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, "'wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. "'And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. "'But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common nor clean has at any time entered my mouth.' But the voice answered me again from heaven, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. Now, this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment, three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house, who said to them, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us
2: at the beginning. Verse 16, Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they became silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. Now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad, and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord." Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people, and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. In those days, I'm sorry, and in these days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them, named Agabus, stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did, and sent it by the elders. Sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Amen. men. He's still Saul. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't
1: quite had that uh, transformation. Transformation of name yet, but he's in the process of uh, being used of God and moving with God. Now, uh, Claudius Caesar. That was about forty-five A.D. Okay. So we know that's future of this date. If let's say, you know, Jesus died 33 AD and this is 45 AD, uh, we're looking at maybe 15, 10 to 15 years after Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. And so we're we're a week away from Easter and celebrating the resurrection, but this was quite a ways out there. And what we're finding is, uh, maybe 10 to 15 years, probably closer to 10 than 15, the Gentiles get, get reached. Peter comes back and he gets confronted by the Jews. Why'd you do that? He said, because it was really clear God was in it. And I thought it was interesting. He brought six brethren with him, six Jewish guys with him. The law would have said that if he'd had three people witness it, it would have been a guaranteed. Let let every word be established in the yeah. mouth of two or three witnesses. If he'd had three, it'd been okay. I just thought it was interesting. He had twice as many witnesses as the law sort of needed for this incredible event of the Gentiles coming into the kingdom of God. And now all that's going on. That's just a little history about where we're at and kind of the setting that we're dealing with here. But here again, the Bible is clear that it fits in with history by mentioning Claudius Caesar and there was a famine and it was registered in history and these things are true and so a lot of times when somebody says you know well there's a couple of discrepancies in the bible Well, there's also literally dozens of things in almost every chapter of the bible or in every book of the bible that actually point to being correct and and direct and it's usually when I find a discrepancy it's not actually in a real discrepancy, it's more in my understanding. Uh, of how it really applies in the word. So
2: it's interesting when I was in college, uh, I degree my degrees in history, and uh, I got that from the University of Central Florida, and I did a Roman history class. It wasn't my focus. My focus was American history, but I did a class on ancient Rome. And the teacher was uh, the professor was, I don't I never got to know him really well. He was really uh, angry when it came to God. He was <laughs> was a big surprise in a college. Real but big surprise. even even in his position, um, in, in that stance that he had, he used the Book of Acts was actually part of our curriculum because wow. because cool. of its accuracy. Very cool. Yeah, good to know.
1: I didn't know that 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 was actually done by some uh, some professors who would actually use it. Yeah, in spite of it maybe verifying you know a truth they might not embrace. Yeah,
2: that's cool. Very cool.
1: So uh, anyway, let's ahead. get no. Yeah. Let's get to what stood out to you, Mark. That was my next question. What,
2: what's going on here that stood out to you as you read the chapter? There's a couple of things. Uh, first, without it really being a spiritual point, I thought it was interesting that Peter um, was quick to defend his position of going and speaking to the Gentiles, but then later in the letter to Galatians, Paul says there was a point where Peter would not go sit with the Gentiles. Wouldn't when he would with
1: them anymore. When he Stopped heard that the Jewish yep.
2: leaders were coming, and Paul said, I had to withstand him to his face and say, what are you doing? This is wrong. It's interesting that Peter started out strong, yep. and then he kind of wavered and had to have Paul correct him about this later on.
1: Yeah, and you know what that tells me is that probably, and what's interesting is Paul, the, the learned Jew, ends up being sent to the Gentiles, and Peter the working class fisherman, he had a business, and I think we lower Peter too much in who he was and what he did, but still not the Jewish scholar, is, is the guy that ends up being the one that relates mostly to the Jewish people that are in the community, but here's what I think it has: we have a tendency to respond to. We respond to pressure when we hang around a group of people, and if Peter's main sort of field of where he spent his time where, with with these Jewish people and with the Jewish leaders and in the council, like in chapter 15 that comes up, and they're all sort of his peers or, you know, in that field, he maybe got too concerned about what they'd think. That's good. And uh, I think that's what happens sometimes from peer pressure is it can affect how we think. On the other hand, when uh, when John the Baptist was locked up, and away from his support group, he started doubting, he started doubting mm. that, uh, are you the one or should we ask for another? You're the one who pointed at him and said, behold, look, the lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. You got, you said it first, John, <laughs> in the earth, you know, you were the first one to say it in the earth. So I do think it, we don't want to diminish hanging around great people, but, and, and, but we also don't want to diminish the danger of hanging around people that we can begin to be affected by and maybe want to impress them or only learn from them or all the things that can happen. So our friendships are important. Somebody once said our friends are like elevator buttons. They can take us up or down. Yeah. And so I think those are good observations about about a situation like that.
2: Uh, the next thing I was looking at was in verse 12. It says, the spirit told me to go with them doubting nothing. <laughs> There's a lot in that right there. There sure is. I mean, this goes all the way back in my mind. It goes all the way back to Abraham where God said, Abraham, get up, leave your family, leave this land where you're at and go to a place that I'll show you. Well, where is that? And I was thinking about that. Actually, I was I was I was walking and, and praying this morning. I try to do that every morning. I just walk and, and pray. And and I was thinking, having having really not this chapter in my mind. I was thinking about things that, like as a pastor and, and in the situations that we're living in, we're making decisions that are spirit led. We're always doing that. But even even now, we're thinking, okay, there's a whole new way of doing church. There's a whole new paradigm, and we're having to let the spirit lead us, and we're having to take steps. And there's always the tendency to go, is this the right thing? Are we doing the right oh, thing? Yeah. Absolutely. And, you, and you get feedback from people and you have to make decisions but there's a there comes a time when the Holy Spirit prompts you and you just have to go and don't doubt just decide you're going to follow the Holy Spirit and then charge for it and sometimes here's where that can be an issue when there's people maybe even in your church or not necessarily in the world but they they're they're not quite there and you the Holy Spirit can prompt us to do things that doesn't make sense on at-chart
1: Mm, that's right. You
2: know, and and so maybe you get maybe you get business advice from someone in your church, and they say, "Well, here's what you really should do. This is what makes sense." But the Holy Spirit's going, "I really want you to do this," and that person's going to push back and say, "Well, I'm a successful businessman. Why aren't you listening to me?" And yeah. it's not that we're not not that your advice is not valid, but the Holy Spirit knows something else, and having the courage to step out in that is really a game changer. Yeah, and if He wouldn't have, because this.
1: Jews did not eat with Gentiles. Jews did not go to their homes. There was a wall of partition here because the Jewish faith, not necessarily God's plan, but the way it was interpreted and the way it was lived out was that the Gentile was unclean. And so if you had contact or relationship or spent the night with or ate with or blah, 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 blah blah, with a Gentile, you are now unclean in the sight of God. Well, that's no place any Jew ever wanted to be. And so Peter taking this step, I mean, the angel said or the spirit said to him, if you go back to. Verse 20 of that chapter, those are the exact words. Arise, therefore, go down, go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And so when you know that you know, and I, I don't think this is, this is like an everyday occurrence, and we've got to be careful with that with the book of Acts. I don't live my life all the time doubting nothing. Sure. I don't make decisions all the time doubting nothing. But there's been a few times when I knew that I knew this is what I was, the direction I was supposed to go, which has great value when the pressure gets, gets bad. You know, if it's that businessman asking you or your other friend or circumstances, that begin to stack up against what God said, because not only did he, you know, he went, he had a great result, but the moment he got back, he got confronted. Hmm. What'd you do that for, man? And so when the, the resistance comes, after you do what God says you're supposed to do, doubting nothing, there could have been a lot of second guessing going on here. And that's what happens when we when we do something, okay, maybe it works out, but then we get a lot of pressure for it. We begin to second guess. Yeah. Second guess is not doubting nothing. And so the doubting nothing isn't just in the going, it's going to have to be in the living it out too. And that's challenging. And this is what Paul said. I believe he said, it in Timothy, he said, wage a good warfare by the prophetic words that went before you. Mm, that's good. So in other words, he heard from He said, Timothy, you've heard from God. Now fight the fight. Don't give up. Just because you're having problems, they're in Ephesus now and it's hard. Remember what was spoken over you. Doubt nothing. Keep moving forward. And so it becomes a, a weapon when we, when we are in that place of saying, I know I heard from God here. Yeah. It's a weapon, not to use against people, but to keep us going and to keep moving in the thing that God gave us.
2: Yeah, to reassure ourselves, and I think there's a lot of value. That. Yeah, I mean, how many times, Pastor Dan, have you had to stop? And like you said, things can begin to stack up against what you felt like the Spirit led you to do. And it, here's, I think, a, an interesting point. Like you were saying with John, when John got imprisoned, it really it, it really challenged him. If we, we take the word that the Holy Spirit maybe has given us and we run forward with it, and it starts to get difficult and there are challenges— Sometimes we get out there, we get further away from the word that we heard. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of value in those moments to go back and remember that, to go back and say, Lord, I'm going to come back to what you Spirit. said. I'm going to spend some time soaking in this. I'm going to rehearse this thing and get recharged and really stay in the Holy Spirit because God's not a man that he should change his mind. No. Nope. And if he's given you something, and uh, this is such a powerful scripture for this time, Second Corinthians 2.14 says that, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. When we have an opportunity to move with the Spirit, he has already guaranteed that there's triumph at the other end of it. Yes. And it's, it's going back. Back to that time and say, Lord, I know you said this to me and and just going back and soaking in it and letting it recharge your battery, so to speak, to go continue the fight.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing I'd encourage you, if you're, if you're in the fight and you're trying to hang on is, uh, you got to hang around with people who support that. Yeah. You know, I would not, if I was in Peter's position here, just hang around with all the people who were questioning me. I'd go back with those six guys that were there. I'd go back with the, the other people involved and say, let's talk about that again. Wasn't that incredible? The same thing happened to them that happened to us on the day of Pentecost. God, so, wit- so now I'm re- rehearsing it and rebuilding it with others who support me and strengthen me, or maybe you don't have somebody that heard with you or saw with you. You better have somebody who believes in you, who trusts that you are trying to do the best you can and will support you in it because they know you and love you. That's good. Those are the people to hang around with. Those are the people to lean into because if you're just around, you know, naysayers, you know, you're uh, it's hard and don't make it any harder than it has to be. Yes, you'll face opposition. There's a verse in the Bible that says that God will make your head harder than uh, than a diamond uh, point, You're, like your head like the spear that's made out of diamond. Uh, and, and that's pretty hard. Uh, he'll make your head that hard. Sometimes you have to look at god and believe him no matter what the one there verses that say don't look at their faces don't fear because of their faces you know that means people are scowling or looking at you shaking their head like you're not going to make it there are times when you're going to have to fight that but don't live there yeah draw back like pastor mark said and soak in the word that god gave you draw back and get together with people who believe in you and support you because it's incredibly important to make it. Nobody makes it alone in the body of Christ. We're not made to do Christianity alone. And as much as we're having to do life alone right now, that's why it's so important to be connected with people uh, in a small group, on a Zoom call, you know, getting on Facebook, doing Facebook live, going on, watching broadcast, all that stuff. Very important right now.
2: Well, and I think the other side of that too, Pastor Dan, is the willingness to cut the things out of your life that aren't agreeing aren't agreeing with what God's called you to. And and yeah. that can be as simple in this season, it can be as simple as turning off the news. Yep. We know what the news is. People are getting sick, <laughs> yep, and the economy's down. Yep. Do you need to look at that every single day? I don't. We know it's we know it's out there. I don't. So we don't need to look at it every single day, but let's take it another step. What about that person in your life that maybe is a friend or a family member and they just are not agreeing? Um you, you might need to go a season without being in much communication with them. And it doesn't have to be out of anger and it doesn't have to be out of bitterness or strife, but it can just be a simple fact that you have to make the decisions that the kingdom of God is the most important thing. And you're going to cut out the voices that are, that are causing good, you to better. be distracted. It's, it's not easy. Yep. And those are seasons that can be really challenging to do that.
1: They're tough. And right now, you know, just to be really blunt, my wife's in a season where somebody's speaking stuff to her. She doesn't need to hear hmm. and, and they're critical and it's a family member. That's not easy. And so I've said to her, I don't call. them. Just don't do it for a while. You don't need to always. I said, because if you don't do that, I'm going to call them and it's not going to be pretty. (laughs) So the easier way is not for me to be mean or not for me to be blunt, but for you to just draw back. That doesn't mean you cut them off. That means you push away for a while. That doesn't mean, you know, that, oh, like Mark said, you do it from anger. I'm never going to speak to them again. No, nothing is sil- nothing silly like that. It just means that some people need to be at arm's distance. Some people need to be at, you know, uh what's a football field distance. <laughs> yeah. And some people need to be on the other side of the country from you. And that's okay. Press into God, press into people who encourage you and draw back from some of the things that are super negative. Like Mark said, don't watch the news all the time. It's a it will tear you down. It'll wear you down.
2: Yeah. And it's just, it's that's the challenge of the world that we live in is yep. being deliberate about hearing the voice of God. You know, Jesus said, Jesus said some hard things. He said, you know, if you don't love me more than your family, you're not worthy of me. Uh, and and that's a challenge. But really what it boils down to is if if the if God says you need to go and do this thing and the Holy Spirit's leading you to do that, and the voice of your friend or family says, well, no, we're, we're not in agreement with you. You may have to go it alone. Yep. And that's a hard place to be, and so I would encourage you if you're the friend or if you're the wife or the husband of someone who's, that's so important. You know, there's I can be in doubt. Some of the there's been seasons in my life. When I've been like, man, did I make the right decision? You know, we've packed up our family and moved across, you know, several states and all those kind of things. And you always get to a point where things start looking like you hit a wall and you're like, did I make the right decision? Am I stupid? Have I just ruined our lives? And there's nothing more valuable than the person that you love the most. It's your your spouse. No, your family, you, And they come to you and they say, I'm with you. Yep. I support you. I know that you heard from God and we're going to do this together. That is so life-giving, but there's also nothing more destructive than to go, what did you do to us? Yep. So, man, I just want to encourage you to support that person. You know, just like right now, we're supporting Pastor Matt, you know, Pastor Dan, as as, as we're being led through a challenging time uh, as a church, and we're having to shift our paradigms and how we do things. They, they need support. Absolutely. Every, everybody yeah. in life does.
1: It's part of the human condition. You know, one of the guys that really— um, exemplifies that in our story is Barnabas. Mm. And uh, in this story, it says, I love how it says, news of these things came to their ears of the church in Jerusalem. They sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. And it says, when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord.'" determination and resolution purpose of heart keep going and that's some of what we've been talking about right now when God speaks to you and God gives you something you should go for it and here's the trivia question and we won't uh, say anything more about it until we come back from the break is what is Barnabas's name I'm curious because that's not his name okay he had a name but Barnabas means son of encouragement we'll be back in a minute You are listening to Morning Breath
0: from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your Associate's, Bachelor's, and Master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is ECCUEquipped.com. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Morning breath. Morning, morning bread. Morning, morning, Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yeah, you can find that in Acts chapter 4, verse 36. It says, and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levi of the country of Cyprus. So that's his name. If anybody ever asked Bible tri- trivia question, what's Barnabas' real name? Because it sounds like a trick question. Like, yeah. well, Barnabas is the answer, Barnabas. Well, it is, and he was named that, and we really know him in the Bible by that. But here's the thing I'll just say quickly, and then I want to turn something over to you, Pastor Marcus. Here we got a guy who is a helper and helps many and most of us, and there was a long time in my own life, didn't even know his real name. Mm. And I think he's got an incredible gift to help from the sidelines and help push people forward to do their job. It's an incredible gift. I want to be a Barnabas. I know you do too. Amen. What else you
2: got? Well, just what he saw. You read it in verse 23. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know the grace of God. When the grace of God makes me so glad. The grace yes, of God is good. such an incredible gift. Romans five seventeen says that when we receive the abundance of grace, uh, God has given us an incredible gift. And the grace of God shouldn't shouldn't make you mad. Why are those people getting getting grace? Thank <laughs> God for grace. Let grace make you glad because it's the most amazing gift we could ever get.
1: Never be mad when somebody else receives grace, cause you gonna need it real <laughs> soon yourself. Isn't Amen. that right? So So glad for the grace. God bless you guys. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.